is coming back. And I can't wait to be frank. I can't wait for Jesus Christ to come back. I have an urgency in my spirit to do things for the kingdom of God now like I've never done before. Because all this earthly stuff will mean nothing. Very soon when we stand before God, this building is going to mean nothing. You didn't get me. It's going to be what you've done for God eternally. That's souls. That's the only thing that you can take with heaven is souls. Who understands that? I said, who understands that? It's just souls. Everything is going to be nothing very soon. So we are heading towards the rapture of the church. And before the rapture of the church can, is going to take place, money, wealth transferred to the body of Christ. Number two, the greatest outpour of the Holy Spirit in human history. And I believe, I want to say this, I believe that in the um, tribulation, with the 144,000 Jews that will preach the gospel, that revival that will break loose will be part of what's happening right now. Okay, so let me explain this to you. That when, the, when we are experiencing the outpour of the Holy Spirit, and then as there has been outpour for years, it's nothing like we will see in the later days. And then in the tribulation, the Bible says there's 144,000 Jews that will preach the gospel. They will be in Israel. They will preach the gospel to the Jews. They will be saved. There will be a revival. There will be supernatural signs, wonders, and miracles. God will pour out His Spirit upon Jerusalem. And it's going to happen because of the revival that will happen now. Somebody listening to me? So we will experience the, the glimpse of that revival. Then the church will be gone. Now that's not what I want to speak to you about. Tonight. I'm going to speak to you about the kingdom of God. But I believe it's very important for you to understand these biblical principles. If you study the word of God. Revelation 1 through 3. You can still see the church is still there. Because in Revelation chapter 4. The Bible starts off with this. That. God says, come up here and I will show you the things that must take place after these things. So which things after the church is gone? The Bible says, I'll show you what must happen. There's five raptures of the, of, of, uh, according to the scripture. How many of you knew that? Five raptures according to the word of God. And I'll quickly show you the five raptures. Number one, Jesus Christ was raptured. Yeah, yeah, okay, sure for the divinity. Did you know that after he died, he spent 40 days on the earth doing what? Preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Say kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom. That's what he preached for 40 days. The gospel of the kingdom. So he taught people how to operate in the kingdom. After the 40 days, before the outpour, before Pentecost, he went up into the air. That's a rapture. He was gone. Up into the air. The Bible says when Jesus, when he rose from the dead, there was graves that opened up in Jerusalem of those who died in the Lord. Alright? So they were in the underworld in a place called paradise. And the Bible says they were resurrected and they went into the heaven's paradise. That's a rapture. So that was the first rapture. Rapture number two is the church. Please understand if I say the church is not people that come to church. I can sit in my garage. It does not make me a BMW. So I can't say the people... The cars will be raptured because I sit in a garage think I'm a car. So I'm speaking to you about the remnant. The body of Christ, number two, will be raptured. Number three, the two witnesses. The two witnesses is not Elijah and Moses. It's Elijah and Enoch. According to the word of God, Moses died. According to the word of God, Elijah never saw death. Enoch never saw death. It's not the church. The church is not the witness. We are long gone in heaven. 
There's two people that will die in Jerusalem. The Bible says they will be laid in Jerusalem for three and a half days. After three and a half days, they will be resurrected and God will take them up in heaven in a cloud. That's another rapture. Rapture number four. The 144,000 um, Jewish men that will preach the gospel according to the book of Revelation, they will also be raptured after they've done what God wanted them to do. Rapture number five, tribulation saints. There will be saints during the tribulation who will be in hiding. They have not received the mark of the beast, nor will they receive the mark on their hands or their forehead. They have not worshipped the image of the beast. The scripture says God will also take them. Because there's a scripture in the book of Revelation that says, Where did these come from which is clothed in white? And it says, These are the tribulation saints. They will be the ones that will live outside the new Jerusalem, while we will live in the new Jerusalem. They will have to work, the scripture says. The Bible says there will be traffic into Jerusalem every single year. What traffic? Those tribulation saints will have children in the, in the new world. Without sin, it will not be, the, the population will not grow as quick as it does today. But year after year, they will have to go to the new Jerusalem. And uh, they will have to sacrifice, they will have to do all the, the, the feasts. The scripture says they will have to be part of all the feasts. And they will have to eat from the tree of life to stay healthy. While we will be like angels, the scripture says, ruling and reigning. Say with me, ruling and reigning. As kings and as priests. Ruling and reigning over who? Over people. Not everybody's going to live in the new Jerusalem. My house will be the one next to Jesus's. Oh, my wife says it's hers. It's going to be mine. I thought we're sharing, baby. What's mine is yours. All right, so in any case. So we're going to rule and reign as kings and priests. I love that. We're going to rule and reign with Christ. Say with me, with Christ. But here Jesus comes and says something powerful. You're going to rule and reign. So the Bible says, God, if I see, if I see Jesus, He's the King of, He's the Lord of. So in other words, if He's the King of all kings, that does not mean He's the King of Prince Charles. He's the King of the King of Thailand. He's the King of, of, the, of the King of the Zulus. He's the king of kings. Who's the kings? The righteous. I, you don't get me. The righteous. In other words, you that sit here, you are a king. From the beginning of time, God created you with royalty blood flowing through your veins. Now, what I want you to understand, the devil wants you to, to believe that you're not good enough. But if Satan can understand this, I am what the word of God says. So I need some people that will help me preach. I am what God says I am. He says of me, I'm royalty. I'm not just anybody. I'm not just the son of Jacobus Nicholas Dubrain. I am a king because my father is the king of the universe. Hallelujah. Not in the day to come. No, you don't get this. People say when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. We're going to be healed in heaven. Why wait? Jesus says, he, we say, you all not know how to pray. Let me teach you how to pray. When you pray, and he puts an emphasis, pray as it is in heaven, so it shall be on earth. When Jesus came down to earth, what he was teaching us is, you are not applying by the rules of this world. Oh, you didn't get me. The Absa Bank can say no, while Abba Bank says yes. And when Abba Bank says yes, Absa Bank can say, my God, you better hear me right now. 
our problem is we go to Absa Bank with a natural mindset. Instead of going to Absa Bank and say, let me just tell you, my father, who's the king of kings and the lord of lords, he owns the galaxies. He owns the planets. You don't get this. He's not just any king. He measures the universe in the span of his hand. That's my father. Do you understand this? Please hear me, Prince, Prince Harry and Prince William is not riding on donkey carts. Their father is the Prince of Wales. I have news for every demon in hell. My father is the king of all kings. Ruling and reigning supreme. Let me tell you this. Every kingdom on this earth shall be brought to nothing. But the kingdom of God is a kingdom that cannot be shaken. That's what the word of God says. God's kingdom cannot be shaken. Please shout God's kingdom. Cannot be shaken. You have to understand Jesus after he did all these miracles for 40 days. He tried to get into people's heads who they are in him. Started preaching on the gospel of the kingdom. Now let me just start off by saying this to you. That in heaven there's nobody in heaven right now that is sick. Okay, let me go on a little bit further. There's no cancer in heaven. Let me just say something else. When you get to heaven, there's no white, there's no black, there's no Chinese, there's no Indians. There's, no, there's just one. And I call them red. Why red? Those who have been sealed with the blood of the Lamb. That's your qualification. Who understands that? In heaven right now, there's no more tears. There's no more pain. There's no lack. Listen, people of God. There is no food stamps in heaven. Oh, you don't get this one. There's no bank in heaven. There's no, there's no loss in heaven. You, you, I, I, I wish I can get you to this one. Heaven is a perfect place. The Bible says when it speaks about heaven, it says it's a better country. Please say better country. Come on, do that one more time. A better, a better country. Did you know it speaks about heaven as a planet? And so what people don't realize is in heaven, you're not going to sit on a cloud and float in the stars the whole day and eat grapes. That's not what you're going to do. The, did you know that the Bible says in heaven there's books? There's something in heaven that, my goodness gracious, palm trees. I love a palm tree. I'm a palm tree fanatic. Everybody that knows me knows Vessel is a palm tree fanatic and lights. I love lights. Oh, I love lights. A blow lookie here, a pants lookie there. You don't have to buy me shoes, you buy me a palm tree. What do we buy him for his birthday? A palm tree. But in any case, in heaven there's palm trees. The Bible says in heaven we're going to eat. Did you know that? Yeah, hallelujah. Can you imagine the food? Elijah got a, got a cake on earth that an angel baked him. It took him 40 days. When he ate the cake, it kept him for 40 days. Can you imagine what we're going to eat in heaven? And Isabel, the cakes is going to be so nice. You're going to eat one cake and it's going to sustain you for 40 days. And you can't wait to get to another cake. It's so nice. Can you imagine the peace that you experience in heaven? Can you, can you imagine this? Is we're not just going to sit in a place and worship Jesus, which is in heaven. We're going to stand in the presence. I should stop right now. 
We're going to stand in the presence of the King of Kings. And we're going to see the lover of our souls face to face. My Christ, even so come, Lord Jesus, come. How my soul longs to be with you. There's nothing in this world that is better than seeing that man who hung on the cross of Calvary. See him face to face. Can you imagine the peace? I feel that peace tonight, my goodness. Can you imagine the peace? Can you imagine the presence? I always think to myself, if I get to Jesus, what will I do first? Will I worship Him? Will I dance? Will I shout? Will I cry? Oh, I can't even, I can't wait. I know we have to occupy, but just give me my moment. You can't speak about Jesus and not get emotional. I'm not speaking to you about a governor of a city. I'm talking to you about my Savior, my friend, the lover of my soul, which is everything to us. Who understands that? I just wanted to throw heaven in a little bit free of charge. So the Bible says that if you think about a kingdom, a kingdom as a king, a king rules and reigns in his kingdom. A kingdom has laws. Do you understand this? You can write this down so you can understand where I'm going to tonight. A kingdom has laws. A kingdom has a king. A ruler. And so the kingdom of God has a ruler. It has a king. It has laws. And by the way, that kingdom has a judge. That kingdom has an advocate. I'm getting somewhere. So to understand that if there's certain principles in any kingdom to abide by, there's kingdom principles that every child of God must abide by today. So when Jesus made this statement, He says, you have to pray as it is in heaven, so it shall be on earth. Say with me, as it is in heaven, so it shall be on earth. Now imagine this, if I stand before Christ one day, the love that will radiate from Him, Think about this, all your imperfections, gone in an instant. Because suddenly you are surrounded with the perfect love of a Savior. Suddenly you no longer feel rejected. Suddenly whoever rejected you in your whole life doesn't matter no more. Because suddenly you are overwhelmed with perfect love. What I try to get to is so many people wait, when I get to heaven I'm going to be loved. Jesus says, as it is in heaven, so it shall be on earth. We must experience the perfect love of Christ every single day of our lives. That's what the Word of God teaches me. Please say hallelujah. Come on, one more time. Now, if you think about the kingdom of God, the Bible speaks about the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. People think that the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven is two separate entities. If you understand the word of God, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven would be one. Because if you think about the kingdom of heaven, it speaks about the place in the future. But the kingdom of God speaks about the principle from the kingdom of heaven, which we have to abide by in the now. Let me say that one more time. The kingdom of heaven is a place for the future. Who understands that? Not for everybody, for those who are in Christ. You'll go to heaven. Alright? So the kingdom of heaven is a place. But the kingdom of God is a principle that we have to apply and abide by that comes from the kingdom of heaven in the now. So basically what God says is God's taking His kingdom from heaven and He brings it into the now. 
So what Jesus is saying, so now you don't have to wait until you get to heaven to be blessed. God says, I'll bless you here right now. You don't have to wait to heaven to get to heaven before you can get healed. I'll let you walk in kingdom authority right now. Who remembers Matthew 16 verse 19, Matthew 18 verse 18. Jesus says to Peter, and not just to Peter. If you understand the Bible, he did not just speak to Peter. He spoke to those who born again. Behold, I give you the keys to the kingdom. I want to say some bold things tonight that I wish people would grab hold of. Keys symbolizes authority. So what Jesus says is, I give you the authority as kings in my kingdom. Alright? Any door that's closed, that's not supposed to be closed, I have given you the authority to open it up. You have the keys. Oh, I'm going to speak to this side. Maybe you hear this. If you need a breakthrough, you're not going to ask a servant. You're going to ask the king. I'm getting somewhere. You're a child of God and there's doors that's supposed to be open for you that is closed. It's because you have not used your kingdom authority. Jesus says, I give you the keys. Keys is supposed to open up doors. Oh my goodness, I'm getting there. Why is the contract not coming through? Because you have not used your keys. You have to step in with a kingdom mentality and say, God already gave me the answer. He already gave me the keys. Open up in the name of Jesus. What we do is, we say, they say to you, no. Okay, the bank said no. Not even just the bank. The company said no. That's not what God says. God says the, nat- the, the, the way that people live their lives on this earth should be all in the natural. You are not natural people. You are supernatural people. Which serves a supernatural God. Who's for my God. I'm speaking to you about a king that defies the laws of nature. He walks on water. Come on people. He multiplies food. Where will we get money to buy the food? You don't know what you're saying. Bring it to me and hand it out. This is how this king operates. This king did not operate on a budget. Philip said, Lord, we have so much denarii. I, I think he wanted to say to Philip, do you know who you're talking to? I don't care about how much money you have. Let me show you what my father has given me. My God, I'm speaking to somebody. God doesn't say, what do you have in your bank? He says, do you believe that you're an ambassador from the kingdom of God? A kingdom that cannot be shaken. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody right now. Oh, Vessel, they said, no, you have to step in with your keys and say every single door that the enemy keeps closed, I'm here to open it up right now in the name of Jesus. You walk into a place, not with the mentality of, you know, I only have my trick. You walk into that, ment- that mentality. Where's the CEO? Let me just tell him. I'm not anybody. My father, who do you think you are? I'm royalty. I come from a line of kings. Let me tell you something. You never touch a king's child. I'll tell on you. I said, I'll tell on you. I'll call on my father from heaven. Jesus says, if I pray, God can send me a legion of angels. If they shall do brain praise, if you pray, God can send a legion of angels in his army to aid you. This is how we will live in these days. Obviously, we are living in South Africa. Everything is so scary. You have a legion of angels to call upon. And God says, all who call upon him shall be. You better high five your neighbor and say, this guy is speaking to me tonight. You have to act like a big shot. 
One more time, you have to act like a big shot. But do you know King David? Yes, he's my opa. I love that. And then his son, King Solomon. He has my lineage. And then his King Vessel. Come on, when I wake up in the morning, the devil knows this is royalty. Whoever touches him touches the apple of God's eye. This is what Jesus taught us. As long as your mind says, I cannot do it. Whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. Let me say, I want to tell this to somebody. Whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. I believe I can. Because my Bible says I can do all things. Come on, through Christ who strengthens me. So when Jesus taught on the kingdom, this kingdom principles. In the natural, even when it comes to finances, the natural says you have to find an investment. Nothing wrong with earthly investments. But the, the world teaches you to gather, to heap up, to store up. One of the kingdom principles of God says, give and it shall be given. While the stock markets will do this, the kingdom of God will do this. Some are listening to me. If I plant a tree today, as a seed, they reckon it takes that tree 20 years for that seed to develop. I want to get into somebody. You've sowed a seed. It will take that seed 20 years. So what I believe with all of my heart, anybody that sows a seed in obedience, you have a covering for 20 years. Because as long as that tree takes to develop, listen, the tree comes out, so there's already a harvest, but it takes them 20 years for to, to be fully developed. That's how the kingdom of God works. Jesus likened the kingdom of God as seed. Oh, come on, people. So we as kingdom ambassadors should stop treating ourselves as the world treats us. We should stop looking into the mirror and say that we are not good enough. Because the devil believes about you what you believe about yourselves. The scripture says we were grasshoppers in our own sight. Therefore, we were grasshoppers in their sight. Basically, it's just for a selective few. You're right. For the selective few that believes. The Bible says, for those who believe, they will see the glory of God. Come on, give Jesus a hand of praise if you believe that. Now, I want you to open up your Bibles, John 18. John 18. John 18 and verse uh, 36. Jesus answered, my kingdom... It's not of this world. If my kingdom were of, his, of this world, our servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews, but now my kingdom is not from here. So Jesus, think about this, people of God. When Jesus came, Jesus came from a lineage of kings. Who knew that? So in other words, King David was Jesus' great-great-great-grandfather. So Jesus, this is why when they said he's the king of the Jews, they thought they were mocking him. They were prophesying because he was a Jew. Coming from the lineage of Jews, so they said, this is the king of the, king of the Jews. And they said, hey, how can you say that we have only one king? You're right, you only have one king. And Jesus is his name. They could have gone on. 
We remember the Bible says the gospel was given to the Jews first, then after that for the Gentiles. So he was called as the king of the Jews. And so when they wanted to crucify Jesus, before they crucified him, he asked them, give me a donkey to ride on that has never been rode before. This is when God wants to bless you with a car. He wants to give you a car brand new that nobody rode before. Are you going to get this? Jesus didn't say, oh, please give me a second-hand donkey. Give me one that uh, with three legs is fine. You know, I just want to be... Get one that's half blind. I can beat him in submission, but just... Oh, I see the religious spirit. Jesus said, get me a donkey. Nobody rode on. Yeah, we're going to crown him as king of kings and lord of lords. He says, no. No king is riding on a donkey. I just want to humiliate myself because of you. And I can just imagine, keep the peace, keep the peace. I'm coming back. And this time I will come back on a horse. I will not come back. I will not come back as a meek lamb. I will come back victorious. I will come back as conqueror. I'll come back as king of kings and lord of lords. The Bible says when he comes back, he will have a name written that only he knows. The Bible says he will be called the king of kings and the lord of lords with fire in his eyes and a sword in his hand. King of kings. And so after the tribulation, he's coming back to set up his kingdom on this earth. To show people this is the original plan for you. God did not call you to live and struggle and die. God called you to rule and to reign and to declare things in the heavenlies to shift atmospheres. You didn't get this. God called you to shift atmospheres, to shake regions, to shake nations because you are a king. A king rules and reigns over territory. I'm speaking to somebody right now. A king rules over territories. No demon in hell should be able to rule and dominate your life. You are the king. You are the king. You shift atmospheres. Come on, you take regions. You shake nations. But shake it up here. My daddy was poor. And he's telling you, poor. God does not want you to be poor. But they still, Jesus was so poor. Where do you read that in the Bible? Can I quote? He became poor. Doesn't stop there. So that through his poverty, you might become rich. The word poor does not mean poor like you think. Poorer than what he was in heaven. In heaven, the galaxies was his footstool. Imagine Jesus was so poor, they gambled over his clothing. Let me just say this, they don't gamble over pet store's clothing. They gamble over Gucci. Brother, study the word. He had rich man's clothing on. They did not even bury him in a, in, in a poor man's tomb. They said only the best of the best. For the king of glory. I, I, I love this. Now every king comes to rule and to reign. So when John sent word and he says, you know, I was discussing this with my wife earlier today. When John was in prison, his faith shook him. 
The same John that says this is the Son of God, the Lamb of God, who will take away the sin of the world, suddenly in prison, and in a, in a storm of his life says, are you the one? Or oh, waiting for somebody else. Then Jesus said to his disciples, go tell John what you have seen and what you have heard. The kingdom of God operates through sound and sight. You better write that down. The kingdom of God operates through sound and through sight. Let me pause there and jump back to Elijah. When Elijah says there's no rain, stopping the rains, what happened? The scripture says, he said something. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Read the Bible, it's in there. Elijah said, I hear the sound. Not I see the cloud, I hear the sound. After he said, I hear the sound, he said to his servant, go and tell me what you see. The servant came back, I see nothing. He says, no, 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 no. You have to operate from the kingdom that I'm operating from. Come back, tell me, what do you see? I see nothing. No, no, God help this guy. Let him have a renewal of his mind. And after the seventh time, he said, I see. Oh, you didn't get this. The kingdom of God operates through, through sound and sight. Suddenly he says, I see a cloud as big as a man's fist. And, God, and Elijah said, praise God, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Go up, eat and drink for the abundance of rain is coming. That's how the kingdom of God operates. A king hears breakthrough long before the messengers hear the breakthrough. My God, you don't hear this. A king sees the abundance of rain long before there's a cloud in the sky. Why? Because a king of this earth is not from this world. We are from a kingdom that cannot be shaken. We have a king of kings that will never go back on his word. When you declare, I have given you the keys to the kingdom of God. Whatever you declare shall be done. This message better shake you up or nothing will. The kingdom of God operates through sound and it operates through sight. This is why the Bible says, faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing the word of God. And when you hear the word of God, faith is produced and suddenly you see the, unvis in the invisible and the unseeable. That's how God's kingdom operates. The bank said no. Then you go back to Abba Bank. So that's not what your word says. You said you've given me the keys. You've given me the authority. Then you go with boldness and declare. I feel the glory of God. Come on, somebody. You better shout hallelujah. I'm not just a servant. I'm the king. I'm not a slave of this world. I'm a king. My father, how can he drive that? Do you know who my father is? How can she stay in that house? Do you know who my father is? Oh, did you see her shoes? Do you know how many people you could have fed with those shoes? They are fed, trust me. It cost me a whole nation. Have you noticed when Michael Jackson, when he was alive and he gets into his private jet and off he goes, nobody bats an eye. Why didn't they bat an eye? Because he's the king of pop. King of pop can do anything. He pops his fingers and he have it. He dead. He dead. When I was in America now, we went to Elvis Presley's house. 
I saw this big mansion. In his time, it was a mansion. Why can he have it? Nobody bats an eye. He had two private planes. I was in both of them. He did. Nobody bats an eye. Elvis Presley, the king of rock. I was four times in Jerusalem. I stood four times outside and inside the tomb of Jesus Christ. He alive. He no longer there. He no longer there. He was dead. But he raised and he's alive forevermore. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Let me tell you, Michael is not a king. Elvis is not a king. There's only one king. And Jesus is his name. Hallelujah. I want to say this to you. I want to get you out of what the world tells you. If you want a nice car, you can have a nice car. May God open out the windows of heaven and place you to the overflow. That you will not have room enough to receive it in the name of Jesus. Come on, if you have a donkey, it's time to get a camel. God wants to place you out of your socks. Come on, somebody. This is the hour for the church. God does not get glory when kings are struggling. Kings rule and have dominion and authority. I have a servant sing at home. Come to your house, I'll heal you. No, 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 Jesus. I'm also a man under authority. You just speak a word. It shall be done. Kings don't come to homes. Kings declare. Jesus says, I gave you the same authority. You declare and dictate your future. Oh, he's, he's getting quiet. You better help me right now. You speak the word as a king. Because the authority of God's word will always back you up. How are you so sure that God will come through? Because his word says he will come through for me. My goodness. How can you? You just a marriage. You know, in, in, in the lineage of marriage, there was no kings. Ah, not of you. I have the badge. I said, I have the badge. A Dubrain, a Quinnan. Oh, yeah. Long lines of kings. You, you didn't get this. I'm not walking in a shop begging. I'm walking into that shop knowing who I am and to whom I belong. I want you to experience something quickly. Not everybody goes to a king and speak. Please understand this. In biblical times, kings listen to prophets. The prophets told the king, this is what you do. In the kingdom of God, it works differently. Let me tell you why. Because in this kingdom, he's the king, but he's not just the king. He's also a savior. Okay, so I, I, I'm getting somewhere. He's also the one who died for my sins. He's the one that I run to when I need His grace. You can't do that with King, Willi uh, with King Charles, King William, King Harry or Sally. You can't do that. Because they can't be the Savior. Come on, somebody. In God's kingdom, it works and operates this way. With a king, you need an appointment. There's steps to go to and go through. Who understands that? 
and you never go empty-handed to a king. Never. But let me tell you how the kingdom of God operates. When one of us calls out, God says, Hang on! Stop all my appointments! Clear my day! <laughs> my son is approaching! You didn't get this. Oh, I said you didn't get this. When one of us, when Vessel do bring praise, I don't go through anybody else. God the Father, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords says, Hang on, I'm not just His King, I'm His Father. I'm His Father. Prince Charles can, or Prince William can see Prince, Prince Charles any time of day. Because it's His Son. Why do you think with God He's so far away? Oh Jesus, I'm too useless. That's my Son. Clear my appointments. Clear my whole day. That's how intimate this King is. So in this kingdom, even if I live in this world, I'm not of this world. I have to live in this world. But Jesus taught me very clearly how to operate and function. This is why my faith is not attached to what I see. My, my faith is attached to Him. I can go on the whole night of this. I can preach on at least 48 hours just on the kingdom of God. Hear me right now. This is why my faith is not by what I see. Every time you study the Word of God, look at Isaac in the middle of a famine. God gave him wells. He struck a well. Water came out. When everybody said there was a drought, God says, you are not part of this. <laughs> Why do you think God says, you, you don't leave this country? But Lord, everybody's running away. There's a famine. God says, I'll bless you in this country. I'll bless you a hundredfold. Don't go anywhere. Who knows what I'm talking about? When Isaac said, Lord, what, what about me? God says, listen, you're functioning from another kingdom. I pray to God that I get to at least five people dead today. The world doesn't like Christians to prosper. And let me tell you why. Because there's a devil behind it. Let me just quickly say this free of charge. Judas... He's still alive today. I don't know, I'm going to get a lot of question marks now. He's alive in people. So Christians shouldn't have that. That's Judas speaking. They operate him through the spirit of Judas. Lord, why is this woman giving the oil? She could have sold it, Lord. Oh, she could have... Judas. Christians ought to suffer. That's Judas. Do you know what happened to Judas? He died. With his organs bursting out of him. We are not operating through the spirit of Judas. We operate from a kingdom of God that cannot be shaken. And this is the only kingdom that cannot be shaken. All else will fall, not the kingdom of God. If you believe 100% that God wants you to suffer in this world, be my guest. Go ahead. Tell me what it was like. But for God's people who believe this, I want to tell you your greatest days is ahead of you. Your greatest days is ahead of you. I can go on. The Bible says you call the things that it is not, though they are. He does not say that to the world. He says this to us. You call the things that is not, though they are. I remember one day I was sitting in a small tut of farm. My father-in-law sat next to me of years ago and he said what car do you want to drive 
I said to him, a bucky. He laughed at me and said, a bucky? That's what you're driving now. I said, that's what you said. I don't see a tata. The Bible says you call the thing. It is not. But though they are. Doesn't matter because, listen, this world says you've got nothing. God says as it is in heaven. In my father's house, there are many mansions. What do you see when I say mansion? Let me just say this, Uncle Denzel, I believe this. If you get to heaven one day and you get your mansion, there will be a lot of furnishing and architect stuff on the house going to what you like on the earth. This is why I know when I get there, there's going to be palm trees. So many palm trees. Lord, where's my house? Get through the palm trees. Can you imagine this, Robbie? I'm going to decorate my own house. My wife's not going to say, no, this style's not going to work, brother. Not in this place. Lord, I want that wall pink. Give me that one green. Can you imagine? <laughs> I feel Jesus. I can't explain it to you, but I'll stop. I feel him tonight in this place. Never ever walk with your head low. He says, you are my glory and the lifter of my head. I want to tell this to everybody. It doesn't matter what people said about you. You are not what they said. You are what God's word says. Royalty. You know, the Bible says God has called us as kings and priests and prophets. Everybody in this place ought to step in the office of a prophet. What does it mean? You are the one who declares the word of God over your life. You are supposed to be a priest of your own life. What does this mean? Re um, Romans chapter 12. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercy of God, to obtain yourselves a living sacrifice. To become a priest is you live a life of holiness so that God can use you and dwell within you. And all is called to be kings, to rule and to dominate. I want to tell this to people right now. People in graves don't have problems. Oh, I, that's a revelation by itself. If they can have a chance right now, they will also give you a problem. People in graves don't have problems. You don't have a problem. You have an opportunity to see a king of glory step in to the most.